Hello there. Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. We're, this is the show where we talk about tech and tech-related stuff uh, across the generations. And on that note, I'm uh, welcoming my dad, Jack Brinker. How are you today? Well, pretty good, Todd. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, had a fun that's, weekend that's... celebrating uh, graduations. We're kind of in the middle of graduation season. I had uh, came out and saw you and celebrated uh, my youngest daughter, Katie's, graduation last week and then this weekend was uh jensen my older daughter's uh graduation uh, katie was graduating from culinary school in north carolina and jensen's graduating from graduate school at pepperdine here on the west coast and a couple weeks my niece will be graduating uh high school so uh yeah kind anyway of, uh, i i i got to participate too via tv uh actually uh streaming hookup from the schools yeah. uh even the local one I couldn't go to because of my handicap, but uh, mm -hmm. that didn't keep me from seeing it, and that was yeah. that was nice. You had the more comfortable seat, trust me, uh, the one in North Carolina. It was funny because <laughs> we had beautiful days after the day I got there for the graduation, but the day of the graduation, it was rainy and cold and drizzly, and it, it, thank goodness it kind of stopped for the length of the graduation service, and then... Uh, so it wasn't too bad, but we basically were sitting out in the cold on, you know, on, on a lawn with wet chairs, and it was just damp and cold and kind of miserable. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, well, I I didn't feel that. That didn't. Yeah. That didn't bother me at all, Tom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You had the best chairs, the best seats in the house, and then the Pepperdine graduation was all online, so there was nobody there. Um, although I noticed yeah. when they had their their uh, speakers up there, and and they were. Um, given the invocation and stuff, the way they've situated the camp, the, the camera, instead of looking out at the ocean, because their campus is right on the ocean, it was looking sort of at, at a hillside, and there was a road behind them, and there was cars going by every once in a while. I'm like, why did you set it that way? Um, but it might have been lighting or something. I don't know. But, well, it was really their first time at that campus that they had a graduation ceremony, they said. Uh, I don't know. They went to some stadium or something before. Mm -hmm. But uh, they sure didn't play up why a lot of people go to Pepperdine, and it has a lot to do with the beauty of that campus. It's just a marvelous place. I think it probably has a lot uh, to do yeah. with the school too. But but you're right. You know the, the location is is just um, amazing. You know it, it's there's, 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 there's no other college that has that kind of setting that I'm aware. Of. Oh, I shouldn't say no, but you know not yeah. very many have that kind yeah. of setting. Well, even University of Hawaii is in the middle of the island. It's not on the beach. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is it is pretty spectacular. Um, and, yes, they did not make much of an effort to say, look at how spectacular it is, because behind us is a hill and a road. Uh, <laughs> you know, at, I, I was going to say at least they should have done what, uh, well, there's, there's, uh, there was a PGA golf tournament uh, from South Carolina, mm -hmm. and it was at a location that was right on the ocean. In fact, you can right. see right, looked like one green dropped right down <laughs> into the water. I mean, just off the edge of it. So that was pretty spectacular. But there they have, of course, the professional multi-camera, all the angles, and even mm -hmm. a, a sky shot from one of the, you know, ro robotic uh, helicopters and stuff. Mm -hmm. But Anyway, they'll they'll learn, and I'm sure they'll uh, try to make a, a a sales pitch out of it for the campus, and and come to come to my school. Look what you can see. <laughs> yeah. As they, anyway, that was could have, uh, could have been much prettier. 
yeah, they, they could have done that better. This seemed like a missed, um, a missed marketing opportunity, opportunity. right? Right. Although you figure most yeah, of the people who are tuning into this, it's not like this was a television show or something, or you know, it wasn't something entertaining. It was a graduation, which means the only people tuning in were people who had already gone to school there. They had already sold to them, so it didn't matter, right? <laughs> yep. Could have been a blank wall behind him. Who cares, right? Just say my but, name, well, hand, but, hand, say my name, and mail me my my uh, my. Um, but, what, but when you factor in extended family and, and a lot of people, other people who haven't been there that were watching on the on the uh, streaming, there's still a lot of people watching that. I think for yeah. every single student graduating, uh, there's probably uh, two or three families at least, and, and maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. Although no, I, right. although there were there were a few graduates that when they put their picture up, they didn't have a picture, so they just had their name uh, put up on the screen. So it was it was obvious that they either didn't want their picture up or uh, they, yeah. They they, maybe they graduated and just didn't want to walk. You know. Yeah. Well, there was no walking. There was no walking. It was all done that way and the default was they just put up your name they sent out notices to the students saying that you could shoot a short video or you could send a photo in with just a a a little brief like three sentence or i don't know how many words they were told you know and so a lot of them just said you know thanks to my mom and family or my you know my parents and my family uh uh for my the support you know while i'm going to school kind of thing and i didn't see anybody do the video they all did a picture um, but talking to my graduate, she said that they gave them like two days notice of like, do this. And so, uh, so there wasn't a lot of time to think or plan, especially if you're, you know, already working somewhere. And so you basically just, um, you know, do something quick. She knew there was a, a beautiful bloom of purple flowers, not too far away from where she lives. And so she went out there and used that as her backdrop for her photo. And she bought a, uh, yeah. you know, a graduation cap, the mortar board um uh online and just snapped a picture with her that you know so you got kind of a portrait with the purple flowers behind her and it was i thought she did a good job but uh but uh, her mother encouraged her to do a little video and she said she shot one and went nope not happening after she looked at it she goes nope not you know doing lighting at home you know you know you know in an apartment or you know it's just like no (laughs) yeah the, the the I didn't think it was interesting from the standpoint of uh, you could kind of the, there were some standout uh, graduates in terms of, of the kind of picture they had and some of them had really creative uh, things I thought compared to others who's just you know it was like a mugshot <laughs> you know oh yeah so there was a there's a difference in uh, people who understand photography and and back background and all of that like. I thought Jay's was nice, yeah. But I but I did think there were some others that really were quite nice. But I think the there were some that were things... some looked to me like they were clearly done by professional photographers. In fact, it looked like one was a wedding picture, and yet the the, the yeah. flip side of that was there were people who were stood in front of a wall at home, or one gal had her you know snap. It was clearly a snapshot from her phone while sitting in a car. <laughs> you know, you could see the car seat. <laughs> you know, so it's like yeah. everybody took varying levels of of care in in doing these pictures. Yeah, what one of the distracting things was they had everybody's picture in this frame. Now the frame was okay. I mean, you got to put something around it. Mm-hmm. But at the bottom center of the frame was this school little uh, little 
box. And depending on how people set up that photo, some it, it really intruded on the picture. It was too, it was too big. Mm-hmm. It better if it hadn't even been there because it didn't really. It's not something anybody wanted to read, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I I thought they they messed that up, but anyway. Yeah. There, well, there were, and then they all wanted fun. to do that sort of uh, that that pan and scan thing, so every photo would show up and then slowly start kind of like turning, you know. So it was like it wasn't static. That's I guess right. They, to, they, what, that effect. What's they call that effect of moving the picture yeah? A it's bit? it's uh, named after the uh, the uh, documentarian that does a lot of the historical documentaries, and I can't think of the guy's name off the top right. of my head. It'll come to me later. Anyway, but uh, yeah. you know, and it, the she said that that was all outsourced to a company uh, that does that. So when they were given the information from the school about you know here's what you need to do for graduation, they were given a link to go to this comp- company and to sign in. And then they could there upload their text, their video, or their photo, and and have whatever they wanted. And as we saw, I did not see a single video in of any of the students from any of the, the graduating groups that we saw during her graduation segment from the school of uh, what was it, psychology and education. Um, yeah. I saw n- nobody did a video. <laughs> they they either did a uh, a photo and and a, and wrote something briefly, or they did nothing, and so you just saw their name. So, well, how, how much time did they allow them if they sent a video? Because so that somebody else would have probably cropped it for them. If it was- yeah, I, I, I'm sure they were told. You know, you can send a short video. It has to be, you know, less than ten seconds or something like that. Because I mean, they were actually pretty quick. You know, each name was up there for yeah. a short period of time. They didn't waste a lot of time. So, yeah. Anyway, so much for critiquing a university's uh, first venture into. Uh, yeah. So whatever you call it, um, yeah, virtual streaming. virtual graduations. I suspect they probably right. did a virtual graduation last year too, because they graduated after COVID had hit. So I couldn't have been their first yeah. virtual experience. But that's um, right. It just it, the only thing that was said was new this year was that being on campus. Yeah. So. So. Anyhow. Anyway, the, the uh, well, but just before we leave that. The other thing that's a little bit of a downer on all graduations is you have to sit through what seemingly is hundreds of uh, people you don't know right. seeing their picture and all of this stuff. And it would be nice if they had it timed so they could tell you when your graduate will appear so that you can. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. you know. It's like, it's, I only want to see my kid. That's right. You know. <laughs> A few of the others is is okay, but yeah, you, you'd like to at least have a heads up as to when they're starting their particular group of graduation because they have from different departments and whatever or special specialty degrees. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, it's, hey, uh, I, you know, I yeah. I, although I got to say that you know, in my my daughter Jensen did enjoy watching. Um, because she, you know, she had people that she had gone to school with, so she was. It was fun seeing her, her classmates. So oh, she sat oh, there, sure. and she was pointing them out as they would come out. She goes, "Oh, she had like a small group of people that she liked, regular study buddies." And so uh, she pointed them out as they came up. Um, yeah, which was you know fun for her, and we got to put a face to a name because she's mentioned them before. So, um, so anyway, um, before we started the show, we started talking a little bit about the fact that the new uh, home or no. Let's get it right here. The new Apple TV 
will allow you to use HomePods or HomePod Minis as the sound source, not only for your um, uh, shows being played on the Apple TV, but that it'll pass sound back through from the television if you have a TV that has an HDMI uh, port that puts sound out over HDMI, which many TVs do. And so that's kind of an interesting new twist so that you can now use your HomePods or HomePod Minis as your sound system if you choose to. Um, and they're pretty yeah. good quality sound, although I will say that if you have even a fairly inexpensive um, uh, surround sound system set up with your television, that you're probably going to get better sound that way. Um, I have a fairly yeah. inexpensive but but reasonably decent um, uh, surround sound system. I've got a sound bar with a subwoofer in front and then two speakers behind us that sit in the room. So you kind of get a reasonably good surround sound. And, uh, so why would you why would you buy then the HomePods if you're going, going to use something else? Well, you know, would you, you would you just you wouldn't just use those in a yeah, you know, in, you unless you're using those you know to listen to music or something else. But but which is what most people you know have used them for. Um, the the you know if you've got a surround sound system, you probably want to use that. Um, I have played well, around with using my HomePod as the sound for my television. And it's about the same, but if you're watching something that you know has, you know, like like for instance, watching Star Wars, where there's you know, the uh, a spaceship comes flying by, it's nice to hear it like coming from behind you and then zoom out in front of you as you see it come onto the screen, you know, and it's flying over you. And they do a lot of shots like that in. Uh, in the okay, well the, then show. then let's tell the whole let's tell the whole picture here. If you have the enhanced version of this audio return channel you had talked about earlier, which mm -hmm. is part, part of uh, HDMI, uh, then you can use Dolby Atmos, which we talked about last week. Right. And that's the feature that gives you that more than surround sound. And so this is going to impact old, your old or existing uh, sound systems because I don't know that anybody has set, come out with Dolby Atmos before. Right. And that that's the reason that you might really like to go with a HomePod system because it offers something you don't get from other uh, systems. I will say this, though, that Dolby Atmos on a essentially two-speaker system, which is what you would get if you had paired uh, HomePods, is mm -hmm. a pseudo-surround system. It does not actually have speakers behind you, so you do not get a true surround sound system. What if you does, had three or four? Well, but they don't allow you to pair them that way. You can't do that with Apple TV or with HomePods. And oh. so, you know, if they set that up so you can do that, then, yeah, you could do it at some point. But right now they don't do that. You can create a stereo pair, and that's it. And they sound oh. great as a stereo pair, but they're not a replacement for a true sound, um, surround sound system, even with the yeah. enhanced audio return channel, the ARC. So you, if you look on the back of your television, one of your uh, HDMI channels is usually labeled ARC, which means that it has an audio return channel, which means it puts audio from the television back to the device. And you can use that then to drive uh, a sound bar or a, uh, or a uh, in this case, an Apple TV, which then is attached uh, wirelessly to, to uh, HomePods. Um, yeah. And so I think that it's a, you get really good sound. And to be honest, I think the sound itself is probably better sound. It's just not surround sound. But it creates a sense of spatial audio by using only two speakers. 
and that Dolby Atmos will, will in the future use newly re recently recorded uh, songs, that mm -hmm. is just audio only, we're talking now, right. to create Dolby Atmos, which is supposed to make it stand out from just the old stereo. Right, yeah. You know, there's been over the years, there's been lots of attempts to make sound or, or to make uh, music recordings that have a, a wider sound stage, right? Remember, there used to be uh, quadraphonic. You could actually buy a quadraphonic album for a four-speaker system at home um, back right. in, in the, I don't know, 70s. As quadraphonic was something that came out. Um, and they've tried that, you know, every, you know, 10 years or so. They've tried something else. We'll see if this one actually catches on. Um, the interesting thing about it is if you have a system that supports that, that you can create it with two speakers. So you don't have to to have, you know, you don't have to change your speaker system necessarily. It just depends on the, on the you know, if the speaker system can support it. Um, they do say that that spatial audio that's being supported through Apple will be on their uh, their AirPods Pro and their AirPods Max because those both have a, a uh, gyroscope in them. So they can tell when you turn your head and if you turn your head, then the music that was in front of you will now be behind you because you can turn it around and it's created this soundstage where you basically feel like you're... Imagine if you were at a concert and you were standing on the stage listening to it with the band rather than sitting out in the audience and having the music come at you. Is sort of yeah. sort of what it creates. I'm expecting that the stores will have a demo booth or, or something uh, to allow that uh, feature to be... Um, tried before you buy and i'm going to call mm -hmm. the local store here after we get uh, uh some of these things out uh that do that and see if they've got a demo because mm -hmm. i want to go hear it yeah i suspect there'll be some some too now you do have the uh, airpods pro correct uh airpods pro your headphones uh, the little earbuds are the pro version Oh, all those, yes. AirPods, I do have right. That. that will support spatial audio. In fact, they already do. And so um, you, when when there's spatial audio to be heard, you can get an example of that using those to see what it's like. Um, and in fact, I have done it with mine. If you play, um, uh, there are some uh, samples and you can turn on spatial audio for some movies that are already supporting Dolby Atmos on your iPad. And then... Put you know get your sound going through those and now you turn your head around and you can see how the sound changes based on the fact that they've created a three dimensional sound stage as opposed to uh, it just coming from you know two speakers into your head so you can already yeah. get a feel I, for I, what I, that's like. What was it J June the first or something? They're going to start introducing those songs. Yeah, June the first. They're going to start. They're going to start putting them in Apple Music. But what I'm telling you is is that you can do that right now with a movie. Go, you know, if you go look at movies on um, on uh, Apple TV, there are some that are tagged as already supporting Dolby Atmos, and those 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 movies, if you listen to them with your AirPods on through your through your iPad, you uh -huh. will, you can already get you can see what it feels like and see what it sounds like. There's a lot of places though in the movies where it'll have little effect, whereas if you're listening to a song then you should notice it all the time. Yeah, it just depends on how the song is mastered and how well it's, you know, it's yeah. like the 3D stuff, right? The initial stuff is probably going to be them just screwing around with it a lot until somebody learns how to use it right and not just be obnoxious about it. Right. Yeah. 
So anyway, that's a, that's a feature that uh, uh, is very soon to be. The mm -hmm. other issue about, about it is, is how quickly will they get lots of music uh, uh, that makes, makes it available? And secondly, how many, how much, I'm talking about the uh, Dolby Atmos now, how many of them get converted, uh, let's say, per month or whatever as right. time goes by. Yeah, as the, like you said, they'll, they'll be mastering newer music that way so you can have the option to do it, uh, play it through Dolby Atmos as, they're, as they put it out. But the older stuff, how much of their catalog and how quickly are they going to go through their catalog to update it is, is a big question mark. I'm sure that my favorite music, which is very old stuff, <laughs> probably will never happen. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I suspect that you're probably right. Quite frankly, at this point, my music is also considered old stuff. So, you know, it'll um, probably happen more slowly than not. All right. Anyway. I have this sleep tracker app that was supposed to, like, wake you up when you're in the, in, you know, in a, in a window. Right. And tell you when you've when you're in, it wake you up when you're in your lightest sleep so that you wake up not feeling groggy. Yeah. And it has been bugging me about every 10 minutes since I got up this morning telling me it's time to get up. I don't know how to shut the stupid thing up. Oh. It's like I am up. I am up. I've been up for hours now. By the I, way, I, I hate it. when uh, Stuff like that doesn't work. I understand that I had uh, an accidental fall this morning. At least the, the Apple, Apple Watch. According to the fell. watch you did, huh? Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't have caught it except because I was busy. You know, when you're busy, you kind of ignore these buzzes right. and beeps on your equipment. And I was sort of doing that because I was putting groceries away. We just got back from the store. And then I had to take a break. And the things, my, my wristwatch is still going. So finally I glanced at it and it says, oh, you, you okay? You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Why? <laughs> and and then it, it fortunately I caught it before it sends this message out. There's a delay, and I, I, I'll bet it was gone for 30 seconds probably before I no, knew it was happening. So I was sure glad I caught it because it notifies Sue and 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 uh, Haley, who are the only local family that I have here, uh, and says uh, that tells them that I fell. You know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I got that stopped. But that, that I, when they first came out, that was real sensitive. I had done it twice. Yeah, well, I set I, it off of, once, just knocking on a door. That, well, that's apparently what happened this morning. Is while I was uh, unpacking the groceries or something, I banged something, you know, and mm -hmm. it thought I fell. So anyway, and there it is again. Time to wake up, and you click on it, and it doesn't reset itself. It's like, how do you get this thing to just stop it? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, but, um, yeah, the I'm sorry, I was trying to look at how to stop this thing to quit popping up every few seconds and telling me that I'm, I'm ready to wake up. Because, um, yeah, I know that. So, um, so one of the things that the uh, folks at Apple have come out and said is that they believe that the Apple TV at its current price is a tremendous value. And they've been criticized a lot in the marketplace for selling an Apple TV streaming device that sells for 179 bucks, 199 if you want the one that has, you know, 64 uh, gig of space instead of 32. So you get double the, the, the space for another 20 bucks. Um, 
but that's not the issue. It's $179 for a streaming box. Now, you can go get uh, an Amazon, a Google, or a Roku streaming box for anywhere from $35 to $50. Yeah. And so why is an Apple worth four times as much? Now, especially to somebody who already has the 4K Apple TV. Right. Because there, because there, that the only major upgrade there is your controller. And you can buy that separately for 50 bucks. Right. So, I mean, it's pay me now or pay me later. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Is there anything significant about the Apple TV beyond the controller uh, other than the one we just already mentioned before this? And that's the ability for you to plug in the HDMI feature uh, uh, from other devices. Yeah. That, that, that's, you know, I'd like to see a, a some summary list of the upgrade features that you get when you go from one Apple TV to another one. Yeah, um, the current one, yeah, versus the old one. You're saying is what's what they add in. There was something with the video too. Um, well, well, it does change from the A12 Bionic chip support to the uh, to the new. Yeah, uh, it's got a new processor. That's processor. not going to change my video watching at all. Um, let's yeah. see. It comes with a number of upgrades. The A12 it supports HDMI 2.1 now. It has a thread radio in it, so if you have, um, as you get more um, smart home devices, this will help perpetuate the thread radio throughout your house because that's a mesh network. So the more nodes you have, the the stronger that system will be. Um, let's see, and uh, but that's kind of it. I mean, obviously the the A12 is big um, if you're doing stuff. The old one had an A10. But the A10 was plenty fast. I mean, you know, for, for it's not like you're asking this thing to do lots of magical computations. Yeah, speed um, is not a feature. Speed is not a feature. It's only what comes with it, you know. Yeah. So I'm, my guess is that they've enabled it because of the speed, which seemed probably like overkill at this yeah. point. But they will, be, they will be upgrading the tvOS yeah. to provide additional things. Like it does support now PlayStation and Xbox controllers. Right. It already that's, supported that's, that. You've, you've tried to say that to me before. It has been supporting oh. PlayStation and Xbox controllers for several years now. And that change in, and supporting the newest PlayStation and, and, and Xbox controllers was added in the last software update. It has nothing to do with the hardware. I um, got you. Okay. Yeah. I just sent you a chart that does a comparison. So um, it has the new HDMI. It supports Wi-Fi 6, uh, which is 802.11.ax 802. instead of AC. It has a thread radio. It has the new remote, and and the video part I was talking about. We talked about it has uh, um, Dolby Atmos, which is sound. Um, the old one will support the Dolby Atmos as well. But what it has is Dolby Vision HDR. So it's a high frame rate Dolby Vision HDR that will only work if you have a television that has the high frame rate support. Um, and so that means you know instead of just 60 hertz, it's 120. Um, so that has to have a TV in order to take advantage of it. Yeah, I'm certainly not in the market for TVs. I'm, I've yeah. got overkill here right now for two people. We got four TVs in the house. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got multiple TVs as well, and have no desire to upgrade to a new one. And the, um, you know, and, the the remote. And, not, and none of mine were 4K because at the time my logic was is 4K isn't going to help the viewing capability at all unless you get above 55 inches. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I still hold that. I don't see 
any quality difference at the 55 inch point. Yeah. Uh, For me, it wasn't about the 4K. What also came at the same time as 4K was HDR, and that gives you a wider color gamut when you're looking at it. And so you get richer colors and better colors, particularly where you would see that was in dark areas, where in a lot of televisions, when you see dark areas, you'll see some banding because there yeah. are there're just not a different not enough different shades there and by going to the wider color gamut with the uh HDR imagery that's the high dynamic range um it you fix that um yeah so it, but Wait. if you can get HDR in or if you have HDR in a lower res TV you're better off getting the HDR than you are the 4K yeah so anyway we're with a lot of uh, technology capabilities we're getting to the point where the improvements are there, but they're they're so minor that you might not even see them. Yeah, you know, or depending on your own yeah uh, capabilities. Like uh, my hearing isn't all that good, so I I can't get too excited about hearing stuff. Yeah, you're the one who brought up the 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 I know sound, and it's like yeah, but you're, are you really even going to be able to tell the difference? Well, uh, I think you will. Sound, sound separations I, I should hear, especially right. since they're plugged directly into my ear which is a feature that I found out that our church has that I was unaware of, uh, uh, that, you know, they use microphones in the choir as well as up there sure. at the altar and and mm-hmm. uh, and two podiums. And so uh, a problem that I have when I go to church is I can't understand what's being said because there's a, it's a big church and there's a lot of echoes, especially mm-hmm. if you go to a mass when there's not very many in attendance, you know. Yeah, uh, the echoes are kind of muffled then, so I'm uh, I'm I'm going to get the details on it because I'm told I can buy my own, which is better than using one of the six or trying to use one of the six that the parish has because uh, I'm told that they are uh, very unreliable and uh, people have dropped them and and some of them are broken. Right. So <laughs> now you're saying they is this some special receiver that you can use that then picks up whatever signal that is that they're it, broadcasting. Yeah, it's supported by the system, the sound system that they have in the church. Ah, you know, and yeah. and so I've you, seen in some theaters do. they have a little sign saying that there's a thing. I don't remember what it's called, but that they do that so that you can like basically pick up the signal on something and catch it real time, broadcast live there. Yeah, but but I have realized lately that I, I'm gradually going deaf. Yeah, uh, and it just just comes with age. Even here at home, mom complains more and more about me driving the TV louder and louder. I, mm-hmm. I'd like to go to get something where certain things like mm-hmm. a, a church or or even from our my main TV where mom and I are listening together where I can can get my own amplifier yeah. and uh, not not be comp- turning the volume way up, you know? Yeah. So. Do you remember anyway, what that I system's like called, all... though? There's probably there's a name for that, isn't there? There's a, like a, a standard, and then different uh, companies make devices that work to that standard. I, one of my jobs today is to call the, the, the parish and talk to whoever's find out who's in charge and what what, what yeah. the device is. I don't have any details at this yeah. point. Well, maybe we can talk about it next week because I think that's an interesting use of technology, specifically for people who have hearing issues. You know, I know a lot of places in addition to that, like somewhere up near the, the, the front of the, uh, of the church or the theater or something, they will have a, uh, a screen that runs text by of what's being said. 
Um, so right. for people who are yeah. completely deaf, they can see that. And I know there's also some types of accommodations that are done for people who are blind. Um, obviously when you're, you know, you can hear what's going on, but then you can't see. So if there's something that has to be done visually, there's devices that you can use that will help, um, you know, give you like descriptions via Braille. So you can kind of get an idea of what visually is going on. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah. you so. know, there's all kinds of great uses of technology like that. I think that, you know, if you happen to be in, in that particular community or have that particular issue, you become more aware of it. But I think a lot of people aren't even aware that it's out there. Um, you know, and if, you know, if you know somebody who could use it and you don't know what's out there, this can be, you know, one of the greatest gifts you can give them is, Hey, did you know, I can get you this thing that'll help you like actually hear what's going on at church. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what I was, what I was hoping is that I can just download an app so that my, uh, my phone or whatever Mm -hmm. device I have with me can pick it up and send it to my hearing aids, you know? That, yeah. that would be super. But my, my sense is there's such a such a uh, uh, timing issue there that the lag by the time it goes out to the internet and streams back down to you, um, that yeah. that wouldn't necessarily work. They probably will be just a set of headphones, you know, because physically uh-huh. it, it's it's self-contained. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice oh, if it was oh, something that, like a small box or small receiver device that you could then attach to via Bluetooth so that you could attach your, your hearing aids or, or earbuds or something that was less conspicuous than a headphones. Um, right. Yeah. You know? Translator. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so exactly. Anyway, exactly I'm... like those translators that they use, right? So when you're sitting there talking to a head of state from somewhere else, there's somebody else basically talking in your ear, telling you what the heck the guy's saying. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I just found out about it, so I haven't had mm-hmm. a chance to research it yet. But think about it; it's probably the same technology, right? Essentially, you just need yeah. something that, that that says I can get another line of audio from somewhere and amplify it to my needs. Um, right. In, in fact, you know that's one of the things that Apple's done pretty well. They got lots of accessibility features for people yeah. with all kinds of issues, whether they're hearing, seeing. Uh, feeling, you know, I, mm-hmm. well, I don't know about feeling, but uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they've got lots of, of accommodation, and they build it into the operating system. So, so, and they try to support all the different standards. So if there's something out there that is specific to um, uh, one particular need that is common, then they, they'll support that. So it's very likely that if you get this thing that you'll be able to, like, Bluetooth it to your uh, iPad and or iPhone, and it will then sit in between the two and provide some amplification um, or yeah. connectivity that you might not otherwise have. Yeah, by the way, uh, just looking down here, uh, a headline from Engadget uh, that uh, Apple's Mac Mini M1 is down below $600 now on Amazon. Uh, yeah, that's for the basic suspect, one, though. Eight megabytes yeah, of, or eight gig of memory and... Uh, think 256 meg or gig i keep saying meg. i'm sure that sale is to get rid of their stock of those things since they know that the m2 is now real and going to be in the mac mini that's been i yeah well that's been leaked it's been rumored yeah Yeah. i i honestly think that that that's a mistake though because they're not replacing the low-end ones they'll just be low-end mac minis and high-end mac minis because they've had that before you know, you could pay more yeah. to get a higher end processor in your Mac Mini and more memory and more uh, storage space. And so they're going to continue to sell this. I think they're just marking it down because they can, um, you know, at different yeah. times. And so 
because um, I don't see the M1 Mac Mini disappearing because they come out with you know an M1X or an M2 or whatever they're going to call the next one. Um, yeah. You know, and and my money's more on M1X than M2. I think they when they change that this is going to be the same underlying basic architecture. They're just going to add uh, processing units to it, both on the graphics side and on the CPU side, and and increase like you know the the bandwidth for uh, I/O buses, and that it's going to be so. I, I'm guessing it's going to be like an M1X or you know something along those lines, and that then when they come out yeah. with the next process, then it'll go to M2. And so at any given time, I think we're going to see them having, you know, an M number and then an, an X and a Z and a Y version of that that will be in, in differing specific configurations for different computers and uses, you know. So like at some yeah. point when, they, when they've updated their, their, um, their Mac Pro line, there will be a version of that, that particular generation of chip that will be, you know, the same guts just more so you know and then when they go to a new die process or a new updated um micro architecture then they'll increment the numbers excuse me yeah that's my my bet now again just a guess we'll see but uh yeah no i agree with you though i think that the um you know all the complaints that people have had about the the current line of m1s in that they're you know limited memory and storage um and port support configurations you know the io ports is are going to be addressed in a subsequent chip and that so that rumor is you know fairly obvious that they're doing something like that you know the, all the all the machines that they've put out with the new m1 have been all the low end machines right yep and and yep. regardless of what line they are whether it's the mini or the laptops or the desktops they've all been the low end versions of that and so the high end ones are going to come out with you know Mo better versions Saying, of the, the yeah, guts. For, for those who can send me more money and want to. <laughs> yeah. The irony is, is that they're, they're going into these low end devices and compared to a lot of the previous Intel based devices, they're already faster than some of the high end ones in a lot of ways. Um, oh yeah. As we talked yeah, about the other day, a lot of that is, is streamlining the user experience, but that's what counts. So who cares if, yeah. if that's, you know, what they're doing. That's what counts. Yeah, it's, it's become more and more apparent from what, everything that you read that it's just blowing away uh, all the Intel uh, processor machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the only thing that's keeping people alive there are those that are in business and and tied to Windows systems. So that's that's mm-hmm. what they'll you know continue to uh, to support. So that yeah, in, Intel's not losing their whole business yet. <laughs> right, but. Uh, there's they that but what it really means is they're under big pressure to uh, as soon as they can come up with something that uh, is somewhat more competitive because they're going to gradually start losing people from the uh, Intel world uh, they'll just transition more more people will transition to Apple and that's right. that's a trend that's been going on for a long time yeah uh, for other reasons but this is a big reason. Yeah, no, it, it is, and and you know there'll be. I think you're going to see a more concerted push between Microsoft and probably Qualcomm, since they seem to be the the leading maker. Although they could also cut deals with like Samsung and others to um, get Windows on an ARM architecture running better. Um, but again, because of their you know the dichotomy of two separate companies with separate goals, 
they're never going to be as as um, integrated and as uh, well constructed as Apple is because they control both sides of that and they can decide well what what better fits in hardware and what better fits in software and and make yeah. those decisions all internally and you know and it's it's the difference between a um, an Android phone and an iPhone right I mean the iPhone right. can run on a much smaller battery for longer because they are able to control both sides of that you know right yeah uh, you know there's a, there's a whole bunch of businesses out there from the Panasonics of the world to uh, well you name it all the the second tier developers that have used uh, Microsoft Windows or uh, Google's uh, operating systems uh, that are trying to stay in the game. Yeah. You know, and and ultimately it's the hardware that drives everything. And and at this point there's a pretty big cliff, and so it's changing the dynamic of the businesses that are going to have success. And there will be some that come out and have a way, a workaround where they can be competitive in certain areas. Uh -huh. uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's all up in the air right now as to who yeah. those people will be. Right. Uh, well, and the thing is, there's a whole bunch of people who are not you and me who go to buy a computer and they just go, well, you know, I've got $500 to spend. Do I get an HP or a Dell? Um, you yeah, know, and that's kind of how they do it, and they could care less that whether it says Intel inside, and probably don't even know what that really means. They just, you know, I wanted a, I, here's how much I got. What's the best computer I can get for that? Um, yep. And you know, Apple's never going to get those people, and they don't care yeah. whether it's running Intel or whatever. They're going to whatever's you know, if the guy who's selling it to them says this one has more features and it costs you know twenty dollars less, they'll go okay, that's the one I'm buying. Um, and and that's. A, you know, I said that's one type of buyer. That's probably the majority of buyers. You know, there are people who are a little more discerning who look at it and say, no, I want not not necessarily well, the cheapest computer I can get that'll do the job, but what's the best computer I can get? And you also take the long-term look at it. I mean, like the Apples, the way they're built tend to make them a longer-term computer, you know? I mean, virtually right. every Apple laptop that I've ever had lasted uh, you know, sh just shy of a decade. They're good for about 10 years. And most Windows computers yep. that I've had have been good for about three to five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just I physically, that's, that's the device doesn't story. last, you know? And so, you know, if you buy, right. if you buy two five, $500 computers I I over an eight-year period or one $1,000 computer over an eight-year period, it's about the same, you know? But that's hard to explain yeah. to people when they're, you know, looking at a computer or thinking about buying it. Yeah, but then there's all the other peripheral uh, comparisons that right. beside costs that factor into this. You know, gradually, uh, Apple is working their way ahead of the PC world because they in the in the commercial marketplace, other than the you know non-business is what I'm saying mm -hmm. uh, uses. It has some very desirable features that that people uh, really want for a home machine if they're going to you know put their own money on the line. Uh, for example, they've been far better from a standpoint of the image quality for quite a long time. The sound quality is getting to the point now where, I mean, even a little tiny laptop is getting pretty tremendous with what they're doing with sound engineering. And, of course, the lightweight and the small size have always been a hallmark of the Apple stuff, probably to, in that case, to an extreme <laughs> But mm -hmm. nevertheless, 
it's there's there's a lot of considerations uh, beyond just the price. Absolutely, uh, yeah. That was kind of the point I was making, and I was just talking about the physical device and the hardware, and and the build quality of it. But but there's a lot of other issues that come into play too, and I think you can make a strong case for why. Uh, you know, if you've got an iPhone, that buying an Apple TV makes more sense, or an Apple TV, uh, an, an Apple uh, laptop or desktop makes more sense than buying a Windows or or Chromebook-based alternative, and uh, yeah, you know, and and you get more value out of it in the long term. But value is always a very um, sort of amorphous thing that to de- describe to somebody. You know, I mean, they have to decide what their value is. Excuse me, yeah. you know, but value propositions are there and they're real, but it's hard to, you know, put dollars and cents on that. And plus it all does, it's all moot. If, if you got 500 bucks to spend, you got 500 bucks to spend, you know, period. Um, um, although I would say you're probably still better off like buying a used Apple device than at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can get some good buys on some used ones, but mm-hmm. when when they change their processor or some big deal like that, then it's awfully hard to go say, oh, I can handle last year's model for people right. like you and me. <laughs> oh, know? yeah, I wouldn't want to do that, but um, but I think, you know, even a case could be made to say, you know, it, you could get a, uh, a used MacBook Air for, you know, I've seen them yeah. for 750 bucks at Best Buy. Uh, not even used. I a brand new MacBook Air, but it's an old model that they had found. You know, they got stock of. I'm sure Apple had them and just said, "Here, you guys sell them. Um, we'll sell them yeah. to you cheap, and you go sell them." And in fact, um, uh, my sister-in-law bought a, you know, a MacBook Air from Best Buy a while back, and I think it was like seven hundred dollars. You know, so that's yeah. that's down in PC PC range. And that's for an ultralight, you know, fully aluminum, solid, well-built computer that will last her years. Yep. You know, and it was PC-based, yeah. She doesn't care. You know? Right. She doesn't care what's inside as long as when she turns it on, it works. Yep. By the way, I'm looking at this uh, thing you sent me regarding comparing the old, uh, new Apple TV to the old one, the 4K models. Right. Uh, what what do you get with Wi-Fi six that you didn't get with Wi-Fi five? You you know those characteristics. Um, you know I've looked into it a little bit, but I don't remember it well enough to speak definitively. Other than to say, um, I think that it has uh, some security features built in. So there's some kind of a, I don't know if it was encryption or what, but there's a little bit more security. And then the other thing, the obvious thing was, is that there's a lot more um, uh, 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 numbers. And so the problem is, is that uh, you know, especially on the internet issues with we're running out of of um uh the ip number ip addresses and so wi-fi 6 adds a several digits to that to make it more um oh yeah, yeah. i got you yep okay uh the uh I, i'm gonna go get uh, the new apple tv mm-hmm. uh, i told you that i just haven't got around to it yeah, uh, but uh, I I have one Apple TV right now, and well, I have two of them, but one of them is mm-hmm. doesn't work. It's so old, you know. Apple right. TV version one, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, version one uh, was a Mac Mini, basically. It was a completely different form factor and everything, so I'm sure it wasn't version one. I have one of those in a box. Oh, okay. It actually it had an in, it, yeah, it had an well, Intel processor the, and everything in it, but oh, it's got it's got the little black 
box. But right, so but it's about half the height of the 4K ones, so that's either a 2 or a 3. Yeah, I, I have yeah. a 2 that I don't use anymore. I have a 3 that I still have, like, in a guest room. Um, but uh, I've got a 4K, and I ordered a new remote, but I did not order a new Apple TV. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the, do you know if that, since you ordered the new remote, how far back does that go? I was wondering about, I don't know what model my it'll work one with in the, the living room is. It'll work with a 4 or a 4K. So, any of the ones that have the touch remote right now, the Siri remote that you can talk to, can use the new Siri remote. Huh. So, you can just okay. do that. So, um,. You know, we were talking about some of the different TV streaming things, and um, I just quickly clicked over and and read a review of the Roku Premiere, which is a uh, forty dollar. Uh, or actually, it's on sale right now on on on, uh, on Amazon for thirty four dollars. And for thirty four dollars, there were people who were comparing it, in, at least in some of the reviews, to Apple TV. And said that they thought that it had uh, a better interface. It by far had a better and more easy-to-use remote. It had 4K and HDR quality. And it has the Apple TV app on it. So you can still play all of your Apple TV you know, movies if you've purchased movies. Uh, and it has access to all of the streaming channels. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I think when you see something like that, I think Apple has to really think about what is it they're selling you for $179.00 that you can't get from a Roku for $35. Yeah. You know, I just, I mean, yeah, yep. they think they're selling something. They, you know, they're sure they sell the company line. We think we're giving you value. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Have any of you plugged in a Roku and used the remote that has actual buttons that work and uh, you know, and has a voice feature built into it, by the way, too. They do have a voice remote on the Roku. So you can talk to it and say, hey, and it'll find a movie, you know, say the name of a movie or an actor or whatever, and it'll find that, that person. Um, What's you know, Roku really for? Is it mostly for movie watchers? What if I never watch movies? Do, it, what, do I, what would I want it for? Well, I mean, what do you use your Apple TV for? Uh, to uh, take my uh, screen shot from my device and make, uh-huh. make it visible on a TV. That's the first use. Okay, so you AirPlay okay. too, so you use AirPlay, right? Yes. Okay, um, I don't know that this Roku supports Apple's AirPlay. Um, I know that a lot of TVs do. I don't know that Apple has licensed it to anybody else who has a box like Roku. Yeah. So if you don't so, watch, if you don't watch things streaming, then. But the most, I think you are unusual in that I think most people who who have a device like this use it to stream video, to watch things, whether it be Netflix or HBO or Disney Plus. Um, and well, if you're doing that, yes. it's it's really hard to to recommend to somebody, yeah, go spend you know eight times more and buy the Apple product, you know, because yeah. you say, well, what does the Apple product do that this one doesn't do? Uh, it well, connects. It well, connects. It, it connects to the to the AirPods that nobody bought. Um, the, or the, the the next thing I was going to tell you uh-huh. is that I is that I I can watch all of my photographs from iCloud right on my TV. And if if, if somebody comes to visit, you want to talk about something, look at some mm-hmm. photos from you know the past or whatever. Uh, yeah. They're right there. 
Yeah, and and I will tell you that this will stream all of the photos from your Google uh, photo library. So if you don't... if you have a Google photo library, yeah, which is available for free. Yes. So all you have to do is upload your photos into the Google Photo Library, and it works just like Apple's. And in fact, some people think it works better. Um, yeah. You know. So I mean, th- there's alternatives there, and and if you so have an a- Android phone, um, it probably makes more sense to use this. Yeah, there's there's a lot more work to do, though. I mean, it's, it means a constant upgrade, you know, because I I don't take pictures on an Android; I take pictures on a Apple, you know, so it goes automatically there, you know. Well, because so you have an Apple phone. If you have a if you have an Android phone, it goes automatically the other place. I know. I and know. that's, that's and I'm that's seventy five percent of the population. Yeah. You know, and if you get Google Photos and load it onto your phone, you can actually set that up so that every time you take a picture it goes there too. Yeah. So you can set it up that way. It just doesn't come live, you know, default that way because that's not the way Apple wants you to use it. So yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not like it's, you look at it and you go like, well, okay, why am I spending all this money? Huh? For compatibility. Yeah. Across more yeah. than that. I mean, I mean, it's, know. it's, you know, I mean, I say that I, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate because I have Apple TVs and I, and I think they're great devices. I will tell you one experience that I have. I have a small television set that is a Roku TV. So it's got the Roku built into the TV. It's made by TCL, um, but it, it runs Roku software. So that's the only, you know, like when you turn on your TV, what do you get? You get a Roku box. And that's how you, you can choose your input and flip through channels to get things over the air. Or you can use one of the streaming uh, uh, streaming apps that are built into the TV. Or you can download more, just like on any Roku. And um, I found that when I am streaming on through that directly, that it, for whatever reason, it doesn't have a big enough buffer or something, and it and it the streaming is not as smooth. And I have yeah. pictures that'll freeze up and then start up again. And so I have an Apple TV plugged into that television set, and I have it set to HDMI one, and I I use the Apple TV as my streaming device because it is a more reliable, smoother streaming device. For me, in my instance. Yeah. Now, I will say that part of that also includes the fact that the Roku TV, for whatever reason, is not designed with an Ethernet port on it. So the only way it attaches to the Internet is via Wi-Fi. And my Apple TV does have an Ethernet port, and I'm sitting right next to a hub, so I plug into it. So I don't have to worry about Wi-Fi dropout. Now, granted, I'm also yeah. sitting like less than eight feet away from the Wi-Fi point. So... There shouldn't be any dropout, one would think, but um, yeah, that's the only difference well, I could find between the two. And if I and if I put the Apple, but but I found that the, that the the Apple streams better when it's also on Wi-Fi, you know, so I can put them both on Wi-Fi and say, well, what is the difference? And the Apple seems to run smoother, so yeah. I don't know if it has a stronger antenna or it just has more buffering space or what the issue is. But it's it for whatever reason, it works better for me in my particular location. Yeah, well. I have two LG smart TVs. Mm-hmm. At the time that I bought them, smart TVs were kind of a new thing. Uh, and there weren't very many apps for them. But I've been playing around with them recently, and there are, are quite a few apps. Yeah. But Roku's, Roku's not one of them. Uh, Roku's not an Netflix. app. Roku is a manufacturer of devices. 
yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, it's got the standard movie kind of thing, the Netflixes, and I can't remember all the other ones. Yeah, Netflix and HBO and and, all of the same streaming channels you can get on any of the devices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's got a, it's got a, a browser, so you can mm-hmm. do do general stuff. You know, you can go yeah. on, but it's it's not that easy to use, uh, except when you get out the pointer device. They, the very important part of the TV for controlling it was this pointer device because otherwise it's kludgy to try mm-hmm. to do text stuff on it. You got to, you know, right and left cursor to things and. Yeah, it's just not not friendly like yeah. the Apple TV, which of course, whenever you have a text field, it pops up on your device locally, so you don't have to do that. Yeah, you, know? you can use I mean, the you can use your iPhone to literally type it in instead of click picking it. But if if you don't exactly. have an iPhone, the Apple TV works exactly the same way. You slide back and forth on a yeah, list I, of numbers I and know. letters. So yeah, the backup to yeah. to, to to that is yeah crap, you know. But yeah, although I is. will say too, because they have the 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 Siri remote. That if you don't want to type it and you don't have an iPhone, you can just speak it in most cases. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that that's not a feature at all on the on right. the TV. Yeah. So I I played around with mine and some some of the uh, interfaces for with those apps is are just so kludgy that you'd yeah. say, why would I ever use this? Right. You know? Well, you know that's part of a problem that all of these streaming devices has, Apple TV included is that, you know, they control the way the interface looks, but when you go to somebody's app, they control the app. And so, like, I mean, like Amazon, Amazon Prime Video has some great shows. Their interface is garbage, and and it just feels like, and the look and feel of it looks like it was thrown together in somebody's garage. It doesn't look like a professionally built app and does not, you know, run smoothly and intuitively. And it doesn't matter which device yeah. you're using, whether it's on a Roku or on a smart TV or on an Apple TV, you know, because you're running at, you're running Amazon's app. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of felt that anyway. way about the Amazon Fire Stick, too, because I had one of those as a streaming device and I put it on, you know, and just played around with it and went, yeah, um, it's not very good. It, <laughs> I mean, it you, works. You know, it, basically what it what it's come down to is that there's a few companies uh, that are successful enough, and I'm limiting it to really just to Apple and Google that give you anything reasonable anymore. All these other people like companies that tried to build in their own smart features. I mean, who cares about a smart TV anymore? They, they're not, that doesn't, they're not even in the game. You know, I, you know, I don't know why you'd spend any extra money on a TV just because it's a smart TV because as long as it plug it takes your HDMI input from a, a box that that you know has some quality to it uh, who wants to mess with it you know just a jillion and one different interfaces and you know, you know it takes time to learn each one but if you uh, the, the real problem with the world of processors and user interfaces is the ability to maintain and upgrade the software that runs them. And that's the thing that was overlooked by too many of these TVs. You know, they put a ROM in there, and it's that way forever. You, you may have some limited ability to upgrade, but it never gives you 
the kinds of upgrades you're used to seeing in an, in an Apple device, for example. Yeah, you know, which Apple automatically devices, upgrades. Right, Apple devices yeah. add features and functionality fairly regularly. And so yeah. when you buy a device, there are things that device is going to be able to do before you're done using it that it doesn't do when you bought it because they keep adding to it over time. You know, Absolutely. via software. And, and, and Google and, tries to do that. But right. It, and they over they over-engineer their hardware to be able to support that as well. So, like, you know, the CPUs yeah. you buy in your phones today, you go, like, that's ridiculous. I won't use all that power. Well, not right now. But, you know, in four or five years, if you still have that phone, that phone's going to do stuff that it can't do right now. Yep. You know, which also just enhan enhances the, the, the longevity of something. You don't have to buy it as often, right? Yeah. Uh, that said, again, anyway. not being one of the norms, I don't keep it that long because I buy the new cool stuff. But, but <laughs> I, I tend to, with my phones, hand them down. So um, my phones go to my daughter's. And so, yeah. you know, when I get a new phone, they get upgraded. Um, you know, so that's how that goes. Yep. Yep. It's, it's kind of a kind of a tough trade off. You, you know, I, is it even worth, you know, for somebody like me to to even look at a Hulu device or anything like that, a separate hardware system? It means I got to learn how it works mm -hmm. before I really know what I got. First of all, you know, you can't just look at the store stuff on the marketing ad and really get a, a feeling or understanding because they just talk in, in generic terms. You know, you get all these wonderful movies and I'm, I'm sure they paint as good a picture as they can. But what they don't tell you is that it doesn't work like what you're used to. It doesn't. Well, and there's cases, no intention right? of them to make it work like you used to. They want to make it work the way it works. They're not trying to copy somebody else. If they did, they'd probably get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, and by the way, yeah. you said a Hulu device. Hulu's a streaming service. They don't make devices. Oh, okay. You're talking about well, Roku. I was talking, I meant Roku. You're right. right. I yeah. misspoke. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, the Roku device, I had a Roku real early on and used it for quite a while and and i thought roku did a, a good job it has gotten better over time and i think it is every bit the competitor to the apple tv and in fact it is superior to the apple tv based on you know cost per functionality um but it doesn't have some of the integrations that apple tv has and so if you have you know airpods and you have an iphone um you know there are reasons or an ipad there or, or a mac or all of those that's the one thing that, you know, Apple has done, I think, uh, uh, relatively well, and I think they're continuing to work on is, you know, well, what, you know, if you have two of our devices, how can they work together to make your life better? And so they're trying to find those integrations, you know, the continuity thing yeah. where, you know, you look something up on your, on your phone and then you sit down at your computer because you want a bigger screen and you can click on the little icon and it'll bring the web page you were looking up right up so you don't have to go hunting for it again. Um, right. You know, that, that continuity is, is, has value. Yeah. Once, once, once you have that, I, I think you, you just can't even conceive of saying, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use another kind of device because you get used to using that feature, you know? I mean, I do that all the time, but mostly, uh, I, I do spend most of my time on my iPad. Secondly, my phone, which yeah. is, is just something I can stick in my pocket and carry with me. It's the only <laughs> difference there. 
So uh-huh. I, if they ever get a if they ever get a phone that flip flip phone or whatever you want to call it that gives you a, a bigger screen but but not a bigger bulgy pocket, you know, there are compromises there. But I don't know if I'll ever go away from the 12 inch iPad. If I was a normal size iPad user, you know, with eye, eyeballs like most people have, but the older I get, but yeah, that, that option goes away. Uh, um, I have a real time so, update. The Roku, Roku Premiere is Apple AirPlay compatible. So if you have a Roku TV streaming box underneath your television set, you can uh, AirPlay your uh, videos and screen share to it. Oh, okay. Well, see now that that's a thing that will give you at least pause and think about it. You know. Yeah. So then you'd have to say, well, maybe maybe I should before I buy my Apple TV say, uh, uh, maybe I should look at Roku. Yeah. You know, it no. just, it's, um, you know, it, it, it makes sense in a lot of cases. So the question is, is, you know, what does it do or what does it not do for you? Right. And, and yeah. they've got it. They've got a chart here that, that compares the different Roku players because they've got a variety of them. So you can kind of see which features are included in each, you know, each one. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, like. Some of them uh, come with a basic remote. Others come with a voice remote. So, you know, you might want to get the voice remote one. But well, their top of the know, line I, Ultra Super Box costs seventy dollars. You know, yeah. Every time I think about a voice thing, I say, "Well, Siri's been out a long time now, and mm-hmm. and I'm not using it really very much." Yep. You know, there's there's a few things. But it just requires too much memory. Uh, yeah. Physical, <laughs> real memory. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Brain. Not computer memory, brain memory to remember. Because you have to remember the keywords that work with it, right? You can't just pick it up and start talking most of the time. Although I have found it is pretty good at, like, if you can't remember a name of a movie, but you can remember the name of the actor that was in it or something like that, then you can yeah, say the name of yeah. the actor and they'll list their movies. By the way, also included uh, one of the things, I'm just looking at features here. They have a remote that has a headphone jack on it, so you can plug your headphones into it. Uh, you know, Bluetooth, you can do Bluetooth, but if you have physical headphones, you can plug headphones into the remote, and then the remote acts as the wireless connection back to the um, to the Roku box. So you can sit and listen in a room without turning up the volume for everybody else. Because you can plug headphones into the remote, which is interesting. Oh, as long as it's wired, but I don't right. sit that close to the TV. Yeah. Oh, it also has Dolby Vision Atmos built in and 4K HDR if you've got a 4K TV. I'm looking at their their Ultra version right now, which costs $79, less than half of a uh, of an Apple TV box. Um, yeah. And all of them support a Roku app, which gives you a Roku remote that also allows you to type into dialog boxes if you need to do that. So... I'll tell you something that I don't like, and this has nothing to do with the device, whether it be Roku or whether it be Apple TV or whether it be you know Google Chrome or, or Apple Fire Stick. All of them have to go through these services, right, in order to provide you with the streaming stuff. So it's Netflix, it's HBO Plus, it's or HBO Max, it's Disney Plus. All of them, all of them require you to re-log in every so often, and that is a pain, a pain. Like a lot of times Why in the morning, 
right? You know, it's like they, they seem to do it more more often, and and uh, and it's just really irritating for me. Um, you know, and and I try to use, you know, I, I for a while was trying to use, you know, not easily known or, or remembered passwords in order to make it more difficult to for somebody to hack into my account. I finally said I don't yeah. care what my password is if somebody hacks into my account watches this stuff because I have to do it so dang often I have to have something I can remember so it can't be you know uh, you know 20 characters 20 random characters and symbols you know it's got to be something yeah. I can remember and so it's because I have to type it in all the time on one or the other and it's irritating you know, you know between the you know, since, since Apple has face, facial recognition that, that should with Apple should always be the, the login device for you it knows yeah. who you are from your physical characteristics, and they they could they need yeah. to throw out all the rest of that crap. I don't yeah. want to ever remember another password. Yeah, for once anything. I put it in and set it up, it should be done, you know. But the app, when you go to launch the app, like today, I was I mean, I come in in the morning, and very often I'll put on ESPN in the morning while I'm uh, you know I'll just turn the sound down, but I'll have it on and and I can glance over and see if anything's happening in the world of sports, you know. And and today yeah. I come in and it says that your um that your location or subscription do not support this streaming of this content and it's like it's just espn that's all i'm doing is trying to just stream the live espn channel that's on and i literally get it on my cable box in my house there's no reason for me not to get it and i pay for espn plus and disney plus and hulu because they're all the same company so i have a package deal with all of those i had to go in log out, log back in to get it. And now that I've got it, it comes up and it freezes. So I can't watch it. And it has not worked all more. And I've I been, would cancel immediately. I, on I and off, I've been stuff. farting around with it for hours. And it, you know, since I got up at six o'clock or before six exact, o'clock. Exactly. It reminds me of exactly why I left Microsoft Windows. Yeah. You know, when, when I left that, it was every time you logged in, you had to download a whole bunch of security crap yeah here's all your you updates anything else yeah yeah and and i thought to myself that's all i'm ever doing anymore i spend more time yeah. on maintaining the stupid system than i did getting anything done yeah i'm getting the error again now it says this content is not available for your package or region i'm yeah. just watching the show that i watch every morning on the same channel with the same login and the same account that i've had for months and yet yeah. I can't get it. The other thing I've noticed with this particular app, because ESPN has multiple channels um, within their app, you can stream any of those channels. Very often I will launch the app and one of the channels, I'll hear the sound from it. From And it doesn't matter which channel I click on to stream, I hear the sound of the other channel. And even if, you know, like I bring up ESPN2 and so I, I can hear that, but then I also hear ESPN1 playing and I can't get it to shut off. And there's no way to, within Apple TV that I know of to like kill an kill an app, you know, to just like like on the on the iPhone, you know, how you can drag an app up to the top of the screen when you get the little app carousel to kill the app yeah. out of memory. There's no way to do that on the Apple TV. And so the only thing I can do is restart the whole Apple TV. Huh. At least as far as I know, that's something I need to explore more because it's it's frustrating. And in fact, right now, that's what I'm going to do because I can't apparently use the ESPN app right now. So I'm going to go into, you know, the, the settings, system, restart. Yeah. And and I do I, this I, fairly regularly. And it's the ESPN app more than, than others that seems to be hanging up. Yeah. 
But by the way, you know, this pertains to all the software. You know, the other day you talked, we were talking, and you told me I ought to get on to uh, uh, the VA data system, you know, to find out the information that I was Oh, right, yeah, in. look at your health information. And, uh -huh. and, and it took me an hour, Todd, just to get on to the right VA system. They have three levels of membership, you know. The default, of course, is the one that lets you do hardly anything at all. And then the next one lets you do this much more, do prescription refills and whatever, you know. Right. But then when it comes to, do it, to doing the, the last one, it's called premium. And they have on a, on a page here that tells you how to do all this stuff, but it's not interactive. You're supposed to remember what's on that page step-by-step step of instructions. Well, I memorized uh, the things and I, by copying it as a photo so I could immediately flip back to it and read it. Right. You know, when I needed it to, for the next step. And I went back to the very start and the first step, and I get through that, and it says, here you will have this button that push that says upgrade to the uh, premium mode. Right. And, you know, I did that a half a dozen times, and it never had the upgrade thing. So yeah. I went and found a contact me thing and sent them a message that says, your thing doesn't work here where it says I'll have this button. You know? Yeah. It says and go to this page and click behold, on this button. There is no button on that page. Right. So lo and behold, after I sent that message, it was amazing. Maybe within a minute or two, I had the button. Uh -huh. They fixed it. And lo and behold, there comes a button. I pushed it once. Bingo. I'm a premium member. It was amazing. Yeah. I had wasted an hour trying to get to that point and systematically Finally, they they helped me. Yeah, but on the page, it should just say, if you want to see the button and get premium, call this number. That's what it should say. No, no, it should say, push this button if you want premium. Right, right. there, right there. Why not? Well, exactly, but but if that's not the way they're working, if they're basically telling you in order to get to that button, you have to have to go to uh, uh, call somebody or, or you know complain, then they should just tell you that. It's like, if well, that's the way yeah, it works, that, then just tell well, me that up front. Well, well, there were three options. One was to call. One was to, well, I'm at the VA, physically co contact this particular person in uh, whatever yeah. office. And the other one was online. Well, obviously, this is Sunday. I'm doing it yesterday. And right. so online was my only option. You know? But it, it was crazy that it took me that long. But still, somebody was working there because I swear it happened within a minute you know, or so of my telling them was this problem. The problem was fixed now, suddenly. Magically. You know? Yeah. So, anyway, that's, that's the, the kinds of stuff we're still facing in this world. And everybody's got their own little system that, first of all, you wonder, like the VA, why in the heck did they have three different classes of membership? It really is nonsensical. Yeah. You know, why not just qualify you and get you so that you yeah. can get full service. Yeah, you you're know, a patient. You here's how, you're here's your electronic it. patient record. Here's how you get in, period. Right, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it, and furthermore, in the directions, it led you to believe that somehow in doing this, you were going to need this identification. So I got my card out, so if, I, if they wanted a, a picture of it or a scan of it, I could give it to mm -hmm. them. Well, they never, never ever required that, you know? Yeah. So, so it was weird. I, I, 
I'm so fed up with crazy things that don't yeah. work like they say they will. Yeah. And just really bad time. implementations. You know, that's the frustrating thing. It's just this bad. It's bad software. And how people let that go. You know, how does the person yeah. who's in charge of that product look right. the, and look the programmers in the face and say, that's okay. That'll look, work. Look at all, look at all the veterans out there who are having to put up with this crap, you know? Yeah. I mean, they got thousands. Oh, millions. I mean, literally. Yeah. Millions it's, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It is. It's one of those deals where, um, you know, it's, it's when you look at what's being done in the industry, right? Most doctor's offices now or, or, or doctor's groups uh, have some sort of online access to the doctor. And like mine, I've got a, a thing where I can like leave a message for my doctor. And my doctor's pretty good about it. I've noticed that um, I'll leave messages and I get responses fairly late in the evening. And if I leave, if, if I get on in the evenings and send texts I, or through that system messages, I get almost immediate responses. So I can almost have a real-time like chat with her through the app if I do it at the right time of day. Because, you know, I kind of just figure it out on my own. I can tell when she's sitting down and available to do those kind of things. She's probably sitting down doing paperwork yeah. and it's like, and, and, you know, checking messages and, uh, but, um, oh, you know, I can do, and I can look at any of my medical records, any of the tests that she ran, I can go back and look at those and print them out and stuff directly from that portal. Um, and that's the way most of them are set up. But of course, then you go to the government who has, you know, healthcare and theirs is all messed up. Just remember that next time oh, they I tell you they want to make uh, federal health care, right? Anyway, I was going to tell you about the interface once I got upgraded to premium. I, I finally get this thing, which is sort of like a, a wiring diagram, hierarchy of different menu sort of systems, you know, Yeah. And where you can touch on the memory and get things. And anyway, uh, on that tree, I didn't have to go through one or the other. I could just pick any one level and it just had a name on it. Uh -huh. And I finally found, I mean, in, in all of these things a thing called results and a lot of these results weren't results at all it was just consultations with the doctor it was a normal record of stuff i see scrolling down his screen and and what right. he enters in about you know says the patient complained about this and here's what he said and thus and thus yeah and they he's required all to order. log all that crap yeah now this this thing is like a mile long this this goes back to way before i ever came to north carolina yeah, it's got it's, every it's, VA record that ever existed. It's right, all which is what we were telling you on the weekend. Is this is your it's your health record, not the not the health record of that particular yeah. hospital. So it should be everything but, that they know about you. But there's no assistance to find anything in there. You just got to you you don't even have a full screen review. It's just a little window that you got to scroll through and read this stuff and finally figure out you know when it find a date on it. You know, right. I, I couldn't restrict it to a certain. Uh, last month or something like mm -hmm. that. It was just a raw text, a text mm -hmm. file. That's all it was. And so it took me probably uh, 15, 20 minutes before I got lucky. And I finally said, man, it's getting close now because this was like my consultation last month, you know. And uh, uh, but I still can't confirm that it was in there in a in a chronological fashion. It, it didn't seem to be because there seemed to be other stuff interspersed between it. I, I don't know what how they organized it or, or what, but it was mm -hmm. non not logical. You know, you couldn't really figure it out. Yeah, but well, it's, it's either logical to them in some fashion that we're not picking up on, or 
it uh, there there is no organization. They just dump it all there because they're legally required well, to. So they do. They all <laughs> they all use PCs, and so somehow it was organized by the record system. But on their PCs, they've got control buttons that will allow them to filter it for them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm sure of that, but not for me. Online, I just got the the stuff. It was just a data dump. Yeah. You know. So that was frustrating, even though they had lots of buttons that could have refined this, but they didn't. Yeah. Most of those buttons, when I pushed them, I got nothing. Or, in fact, what was really strange is in a number of cases, they, they came to a thing and says, user entered data only. In other words, I can put my own memos on their system, and they will happily collect those for them and let me you know, look at what I've recorded about myself. Or, you know, but I don't want to use it like that. I want to know what you guys did, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of it's stuck in one big pile. It's like they just threw it in big on the stack, and there it is. You got it. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're pretty, here's all the information, but we won't actually sort it into data for you, so it's useless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, I see you got I got the Roku stuff here. Yeah, I was just sharing with you the Roku Ultra. It's, you know, $69 and seems to do you know, pretty much everything that the Apple TV does. Um now it doesn't have so of course the the new Apple TV doesn't have the motion remote either, so so the gaming wise, I don't know that, you know, and I know you're such a big gamer that that would really be disappointing for you, but <laughs> No, uh, the only time that games get played is when my grandsons are here. Mm-hmm. They they like to do stuff, so and they have an Apple TV too, so I kind of want to yeah. be compatible with them. There's a lost remote finder. I wonder what that is or how that works. So they've got a, something is a lost remote finder. So the the remote will beep or something, but you must have be able to trigger it from somewhere, maybe from the app yeah. because I sent you a thing that shows you that they have a, an iOS app as well. That you can control with. You can also then use the sound from your phone to listen to the uh, directly to the television set. So it'll oh. it'll it'll run the sound of the television from the box back into your phone, and then use your phone to attach to headphones. Well, I like that because that's the only thing that will attach to my hearing aids. Right. They're so not that, standard Bluetooth. So that maybe is actually a, a step up over the Apple TV then, because. It'll put the sound back into your phone through that remote app, and then you can have your headphones, your 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 uh, um, hearing aids yeah, attached to, to your phone. I have, I, I have to listen to it over the air uh, there. Uh-huh. I can't listen to the, the normal sound through. You know, uh-huh. if if I'm if I tell it to uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, darn it! Uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember what it's yeah. called now. Uh, Air, AirPlay? No. No, you're not talking about AirPlay. I don't know what I'm, you're talking I'm about. Drawing a, I'm yeah, drawing but they, a Yeah, but this is AirPlay compatible as well. So it'll, um, you know, you can use this to uh, uh, put your pictures and stuff up on the TV if you want to look at that or share your screen yeah, up think, there. I think I'll study in. this for a while before I make a decision. I've not been in a hurry to get the 4K yeah. thing because I don't have 4K TVs. Right. Uh you know, I just wanted one, another one that will work in my office. You know, I'd probably right. put the newest one out front and bring mm-hmm. that that other one in here. Yeah. 
Well, it's one of those things too where you can, you know, if if it doesn't do what you want, you return it, right? You know, just make sure that you kind of put it through its paces when you first get it to make sure it, you know what it does. But if it doesn't work the way you want it to, or it doesn't work as well as you want it to, then you say, okay, this isn't for me. Send yeah. it back. Save all your packaging. Yeah, yeah. I I seldom do that. I, I me too. Try to thoroughly try to thoroughly review what I'm buying so I know exactly what I'm getting. Yeah, I, I tend to not be terribly disappointed by what I'm buying because I've usually researched it pretty well before I bought it. But, um, but you know, nonetheless, there have been occasions where when I get something, I go, "Yep, that's not quite what I wanted," and send it back. Um, uh, you know, it does happen. Um, but uh, yeah, the idea that this one is, uh, you know, it's got the the Dolby Vision uh, uh, HDR quality video. Um, it's got, uh, you know, both a wireless and ethernet connection, so you can hardwire it in so it doesn't have to go over the airwaves. Well, um, one of voice the, remote one if of you the want things, it. Yeah. One of the things of the features that I gets my attention is there's question marks by these things. And I don't know what those mean. Like works with voice assistance, question mark. Yeah. Or um, connects via TV the, to TV. The, um, yeah, I don't know connects to tv i think oh uh if you click on it it shows you that just means it includes the cables the question mark connects to tv includes the cables and the voice assistance if you click on it it works with alexa and google not with uh siri oh okay uh so i see if does it have its own Alexa or Siri built into it? Is that what they're saying? It, no, I think it, I, th- I, I think if you have a, 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 a an Echo or a Google Home, you can uh, pair it with this, and then you can use those voice assistants to say, you know, switch to Netflix or switch to HBO. So you can say, you know, Schmatrexa, uh, ask Roku to play HBO. You know, and it'll. I got gotcha. you. Uh, well, do you have the uh, answer to this one? Uh, plus free live TV channels because I've been thinking about uh, doing that on my office one. So at least I have one location because I do have an internal antenna here, which uh, I think should be able to bring in uh, uh, mm-hmm. live TV. It says access and, on the Roku channel. So apparently the Roku channel within the app um, streams live TV. So I don't know. I've not tried that. I have a Roku. Is, let me let me. Most most often, there's an antenna connection to the Roku or whatever device has it. If it, it allows you to use live TV. Yeah. Well, my my Roku does have an antenna, and I can select that as an input. But uh-huh. it specifically, when you clicked on it, said the Roku channel. So let me see if oh, there's the Roku channel on my because I said I have a I have a Roku TV, so I'm going to the Roku channel. Your home for free and premium TV. What is the Roku channel? I don't know what that is. Uh, all right. So, Roku. Oh, so they have their own streaming thing So on the Roku channel. So, it's uh, the Roku Originals uh, Live TV Channel Guide. Let's see what that says. So, so. you probably had to tell it that you're located in certain uh, place uh, and you right. can get get the uh, live TV that's there. Right. When I set it up, yeah. So so what it probably what it looks like it is is there's a whole bunch of channels here that are local channels that are uh, that also provide streaming, 
And so it's just letting me access the local channels via channels via streaming instead of via. Um, For example, can you get channel five and channel nine? And all well, those? the numbers are different, but I'm looking through here and I'm seeing that I get channels that I didn't even aware. I wasn't even aware that I could get like um, I've got the Nashville channel and MTV and Comedy Central, which are. You know, I'm you just know, looking through the. It doesn't say local TV. It just says live, free live TV channels, whatever those are. Right. So apparently there's a lot of live streaming channels. I mean, we've got Heartland TV and uh, there's the Lego channel that's a yeah. free, a free well, streaming channel. That that sounds interesting to me because I'm going to study that. that yeah. I'd like to I'd like to know what my options are because we're paying so much for cable now. Yeah. If I can get something like this that's got the right channels. Oh, there's a then, ton of, of kids' channels in here, too. Kids Bop, yeah. uh, Slug Terra, Kids Pang, uh, Kid TV, Ruby. These are all Nickelodeon kids. There's a bunch of stuff yeah. in here for kids. Let's see. Food uh, Food 52. Uh, Does it have Discovery? That's the new one that's course they sell that you got to pay for that one I yeah they, they i mean you can do this discovery plus streaming on here if you want you know there's a this old house channel that all they play is episodes of this old house really? like right <laughs> yeah right now season 41 episode 15 is playing luke and crystal move in kevin visits a fire test lab and jose and anna's house gets new roof shingles uh <laughs> Okay, well, Love anyway. Nature, Wildlife Icons is playing. See how pack animals rely on teamwork to survive in the African savanna. Jack Hanna's yeah. channel. It's all the Jack Hanna with animals from the Cincinnati Zoo. So, so they're replaced, replaying old uh, stuff that you, you might have you know, missed or, or liked well, and yeah. you can just see it again, right? Yeah. Magellan well, is a- like a travel channel. There's just all kinds of stuff here. Holy moly. To me, some of that might be of interest. Yeah. I mean, there is just page after page after page. There's like TMZ. There's a Wired channel. Wired wired Language and Myths. Experts break down the different forms of communication and truth behind myths. Uh, take a look at the biggest hurdles developers face when creating some of the most popular video games and, and war stories. Right now, almost impossible. Wired's Robbie Gomez explores the science behind remarkable feats of strength, agility, and performance. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, game show channel. In case you really want to catch game shows from the seventies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. John, a, being a trivia guy, Todd, you could go back there and say, "I know all those answers." There is just an immense number of stuff here, and now I found a section that's all like foreign language stuff. So they've got stuff in Spanish. There's a whole section here. Oh, oh here's music channels like looping the '90s, looping the '80s, so you can just play, you know, loop country, and it's just just country. Brightest stars in today's country, new country songs, blah blah. blah. Be nice. To have question, like I got a question country. for you now. Is there a monthly charge to use this Roku? No, no, it's just a streaming box, just like the Apple TV. Okay. All of these are free live channels. It says that's what I'm looking at, and there are well, it says 115 plus free. Yeah. So there must be 115 they charge you for, right? 
No, 115 plus free. That means that there's 115 oh. or more free. Or more free channels. Yeah, so I think they just add them whenever they can find them, right? Anybody who's streaming. Yeah. And there's quite a few of them here. I'm actually... Here you go. Country Music Channel has uh, Redneck Island on it. Season 1, Episode 5, Beer Bliss. A crate of ice-cold beer washes up on shore, but the party is short-lived. <laughs> hmm. Ancient Aliens, Season 1, Episode 1, The Evidence. Oh, remember well, the old show, The Rifleman? Yeah. It's, all, it's playing on the Western Channel right now. Season 2, Episode 23, The Grasshopper. Well, you know, what this looks like is my uh, Internet provider, uh, my modem system from, uh, uh, let's see, B Versa, Versa uh, what's it called? The AT&T Versa, I think it is. Uh, I got a lot of channels like that on on there. So what I'm what you, what I'm saying here is if I had Roku and and only had internet, then I could have probably duplicates of a lot of these because I've got a bunch bunch of channels I get through the yeah through the uh, yeah you know, I'm sure these Apple. yeah I th I'm sure that a lot of the the cable companies stream a lot of this free stuff too so they can say they have thousands more channels right so it's sure. like and some of this is like me but some of it might be interesting. You know, yeah. I mean, just flipping through here now, I'm looking at their shows here that aren't bad. I had no clue. I have never, ever gone and looked at this before, even though I've got this Roku TV sitting here. Uh, this You got the Ultra? No, I have just a Roku TV. So, like I said, it's a television set made by TLC that's got Roku built into it. Oh, oh okay. And uh, but, you, you know, like the Apple TV, you can download apps, but it comes with some that are already downloaded. One of them is obviously the Roku app. Right. I mean, it's it's got its own Roku channel, um, yeah. but I can also stream, you know, other stuff or I can switch my input and use the antenna. And I've got an antenna that's basically hanging out, you know, outside my shack here so I can watch local TVs local tv stuff oh. but, you know and but i can watch i can watch you know disney plus and espn and and you know uh the fox news channel and even apple tv plus right here through the roku if i wanted hmm. well apple tv plus is a streaming service correct Well, that's interesting. Maybe this is maybe maybe this is my answer to uh, to get rid of my cable uh, company mm -hmm. for t for television. Although they overcharge you like crazy for the uh, for the uh, internet. Internet, yeah. You know, a while you know, ago, I I had signed up to be notified when it was available in my area, and I was thinking about getting that. Um, the new Starlink uh, internet, uh, yeah, you know, through uh, Elon Amazon's. Musk's company, it's Elon Musk. Right. He's put the little satellite uh, satellites up, and yeah. um, and they said it was available, and all I had to do was click on a link and send them four hundred dollars because the, the there was a startup fee of four hundred dollars, and that included sending me the dish and the and the hardware to you know run it into my house, 
And I oh, thought yeah. about it because then it was 80 bucks a month flat fee and then everything's streaming. And I could turn off my internet because I hate my internet here. And I only have one internet provider. They have an absolute lock on it because they're the only ones that have cable in the road. And, and nobody else and, and the area I live in, they won't let them tear up the road to put more in. So I have AT&T is my only source of Internet. And I think they do a terrible job. And I have poor quality service most of the time. Um, you know, and then I have DirecTV as my TV source because I didn't want to run TV over the same cable that I was running my Internet on. Because then every time we watch TV, our Internet would slow down. So I said, nope, we'll keep those two separate. But then AT&T bought out DirecTV, so now they own that too. And I, quite frankly, would like to shut it all off, go completely streaming, and do my internet through satellites, which I'm really tempted to do. But the that only thing you still have to have the internet service from somebody. No, I would have it through the satellite. I would get it through Starlink. Oh, oh, I see. I so see. I would cut my wires completely. The only thing that was a down point for me is that they are still listed as um, as a a beta of the system because they don't have all their satellites up in the sky. And they said that as a result, there will be times when they shut the system down temporarily to, to make upgrades. And so what that means to me is, is that if they chose to do that in the middle of the day while my wife is home teaching because she's been teaching from home or while I'm sitting here doing a streaming show that we're basically just SOL. And, you know, while I could obviously have my Internet go down at any time and it has at different times, that's different than saying, hey, it's beta and will go down at certain times. Right. So. Yeah, big I, I difference, chose, I think. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, and quite frankly, too, the other thing is, is while I want to do that, convincing my wife that we're going to shut off DirecTV, which we've had for over 20 years. <laughs> She's going to lose my job, right? Well, yeah. She knows where all the channels are and knows how those, re those remotes work because it's the same remote and the same channels that she's been looking at for years because everywhere we move, we just brought our dish with us and, you know, we call up DirecTV and we'd wire ourselves up there. So she's very used to that. And yeah. so if I tell her, you know, like right now she records shows so that she can go back and watch them and she knows how to go record them and then find the recorded show. Now I tell her, you know, you could just go watch that on streaming and you could watch all the shows. They don't, they're always recorded. They're there. They're just there. Yeah. You know, go to, instead of watching the Hallmark channel, go to the Hallmark app. And, and she's like, but that's not the way I do it. I'm <laughs> going, but you could. <laughs> yeah. I think magically one of these days we're going to have direct TV suddenly go down for some reason, wink, wink. And then she's going to have to uh, learn to do it the other way. And then I'll just eventually just say, well, you know what? It's never coming back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I think it's about time to have lunch. You think it's time to call it quits? Okay, I got things to do too. I've got uh, I, I my my swim team that I coach is going to CIF championships this week, and we have our um, our oh, terrific banquet yeah. celebration um, uh, Tuesday, and so we've got uh, lots going on this week with that. Yeah, I was very pleased this year. They're doing a weird thing where normally they have like automatic qualifying times, and then they have consideration times, and so what they do is if you have an automatic, you get to go, and then they fill out the rest of the top 32 spots with people who have the best consideration times, the fastest ones. And they have then preliminary races one day, and then the top 16 qualify to come back for finals. This year, because of COVID protocols, 
what they did is everybody submitted their times, and only the top 16 submitted times get to swim at all. And they'll have one race, and uh, it'll be next Saturday evening. And so um, uh, it uh, just, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's going to be a little different. Um, sure. But we submitted our times, and my, uh, you know, my kids got there. Um, I, I have both boys and girls relays and in a bunch of individual swims and well, uh, virtually all well, of them are in the top eight. So they'll be in the finals and, and hopefully we'll have some good swims. Well, that's great. Cause you know, when you're swimming, you got, you got to go be there. That's not something you can remote. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the experience is what they want. Right. Why yeah. They do this. They, I will say though, that they're not allowing, um, they're not allowing, spectators and so the whole thing will be streamed and parents can watch online but they won't be able oh. to be there and watch their kids live which is a little bit of a disappointment yeah um, although the the coach that runs is running the the meet reached out to me i've known him for years and he said hey um we need some parents to uh to be timers he goes um you know we're not allowed to have any spectators but we do need timers you think you could bring mm-hmm. six timers and i went aha yes i can wink wink um, so, uh, sure. reach out to my parents and say, Hey, guess what? You can be there. If you just, you know, if you have a working yeah, opposable thumb, <laughs> yeah, if you have an opposable thumb, you can be, you can, you too can watch your child swim. So, um, looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, that'll, that'll bring them out. So. Very good. Okay. Well, it's been a good day, Todd. It has. So I will patch the two pieces of our show together after my little mid break, and then we will, uh. Nobody will know except that I just said it, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. See if you can tell where I put the patch in. Surprise, surprise. It'll give you a little trivia for the day. Anyway. Well, if, you're not anticip- if you're not anticipating it, you'll never know. Exactly. If I do my job right, it'll just be right in there. Although, now that I've done that, I think I'll probably put something in going, intermission. <laughs> oh, that'll be too much fun. Anyway. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again next week. We appreciate you uh, tuning in and listening. If you uh, enjoy what you're hearing, please click the subscribe button. And uh, and that way it will automatically be downloaded to your podcast player every week. And uh, we'll be back next week. Have a wonderful day. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye.